welcome to Real Feminism, the podcast where we talk about films from an intersectional feminist perspective. That's fine, that can stay in, that will do. Today I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts Aman. Hey! And Corrine. Hi! And I'm your host Joe. and today we're going to talk about The Terminator, which was released in 1984, directed by James Cameron, and there was a lady behind the scenes. I couldn't believe it. She was a writer and producer, Gail Ann Hurd. And I believe I googled her and she started up her own company and produced a lot of James Cameron stuff. So mm-hmm. good for you, Gail. So I'm going to try and do my best to describe The Terminator in <laughs> as succinct a way as possible, but I've only seen it twice, so we'll see how this goes. So The Terminator is a film where two different people travel back from 2029 to 1984. One of them is a cyborg who's planning on killing uh, one of the female characters, mostly the, or mainly the only female character, Sarah Connor. And the other one is coming back to try and save her from the cyborg. And the reason why this woman is important is because she's going to give birth to the man that will save humanity in the future that these people are traveling from is that all right yeah, yeah. good excellent i honestly last night when i was trying to sleep was racking through my head and was like what do i say <laughs> i don't know just before we started recording we were talking about how there is not a lot for us to discuss in this podcast because we don't have many characters who are female or not white um we have sarah connor who is the main female character and She is a super cool lady in the second film. Not as cool in this film, but that's fine. We won't hold that against her. She is just a waitress who happens to give birth to a man in the future who's going to be very important. So she sort of has this whole thing thrust upon her and she has no idea what's going on. So that's Sarah. We have her flatmate, Ginger who's not in it for very long, and her waitress friend Nancy, who again, not in it for very long, but they're the only women mm. in it. And then in the intersectional section, we have Traxler, who plays a lieutenant. Mm. Um, he's not in it that much either. <laughs> so that's good. In terms of the intersectional Beck girl, unsurprisingly, does not pass it, seeing as we just have Traxler, who I think think he's the only named character who's not white but the female Bechdel it does actually pass it which shocked me there's a bit where Nancy and Sarah are talking at work there might have been some bits between Ginger and Sarah I don't know but they're just talking about work stuff so and when she's on the tv when she sees Sarah being murdered that's literally Mm. all the bit I can remember yeah yeah isn't it weird that her friend was like oh Sarah come look at this someone with your name's been killed isn't that that was so weird I was why would you do that this is not funny this? I do not get, I did not get that. I was just like, her friend's not a nice person. She's clearly got a vendetta against Sarah. She's like, ha ha, you, you might get killed. Hilarious. So before we start chatting about Sarah, because let's be honest, that's mostly who we have to talk about. Corrine has seen this film before, but this was Amon's first time watching The Terminator, which is fine because I only saw it because Lee made me a couple of years ago but what was your first impressions of it Amon? First of all I don't think it is okay because I've been shamed by many friends to for not watching it before now <laughs> so um one of my friends actually jumped for joy <laughs> but it was oh really God. interesting because 
first it's not very long because I'd set herself an evening like set aside an evening and then also it's it's quite slow like it it takes a little while to get going and like it's a good movie but I really don't get the fascination about it because it's just man like a robot trying to kill a woman and then I always do this don't I I like reduce it down to like nothing um and then I mean we should maybe um, acknowledge the other thing in the room, which is that Sarah is only important. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a really good point, actually. But yeah, no. So it was a good film. Is and I get the hype in the nineteen eighties why it was a brilliant film. It's such an eighties film. Oh my god, the the amount of eighties stuff in it, I have to say, blew my mind. Like the clothes, the hair, the music, the bit where they were listing the cast, and it was yeah. it looked like an old yeah. computer typing it in. It's so 80s. But, and the, the CGI effects. Like, the when he actually, you see his robotness, it's really poor. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he, he take out his eye and yeah. you do see this is not Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're just like, this is bad. Like, this is the 90s, it's fine, but, oh, my God, did, did we, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. Because you guys watched it for the second time now. What did yeah. you think? I... I still like it, but I, I can't wait for you to see the second one because Sarah, like in this one, I think maybe I judged her a bit harshly because she is just taken from her normal life as a waitress and all of a sudden she's being told that this almost impossible to kill machine is after her and she's like, what the fuck do you mean? I'm, I haven't even had a baby. What do you mean I'm going to have this child who's going to be really important? But in the second one, she's fucking ripped and she's really hardcore and it's just so cool and so unlike anything I think I'd seen on screen for a woman. So yeah, I feel like the first Terminator is just, you have to watch it just so that you can get to the second one and enjoy it. So other people might be really <laughs> angry with that. <laughs> I disagree. No, but for me, when I saw it again, I, I agree with you, Amanda. It was, it was kind of slow and I was thinking, I don't, it's taking a long time to actually all the characters to get to know each other. Uh, I mean, and also, I didn't remember it was that violent. Oh my God. Then, like, and you just kill people, like, uh, like the, the robot just kill people for like two hours. That's all he does. Like, he just kill people. And there's no survivors. Just like kill and kill and kill. Everybody goes, he kills someone. There was a black man who escaped him who passed him in the corridor and said something like, damn, man, or something like that. As he's, Arnie's just walking past with like this massive gun. He's like, oh my God. And it remind oh. me how much in like action movies, they have so many ammunition, like guns, seem, like they have to be bullets like out of nowhere. But it seems very like, and like in, indefinite. It's very weird. I think now, if it would come out now, it would be very different than what it is now. Oh, there is a new one that came out last year, which, spoilers for people who haven't seen it, it's a very similar format in that a Terminator comes from the future to kill this woman and someone comes to protect her. So I think the Terminator that comes back is a man, but Sarah Connor comes into it again, which is really cool to see her. But the woman who's being protected... Sarah says to her, like, you're important because of your, your womb. Like, you're going to give birth to a son who will defeat everyone. And the woman who came to protect her is like, no, she's the one who's important. She's oh, going to lead us. And I was so happy because I was like, if this is about her 
fucking womb again. I'm going to be so goddamn annoyed that she's just important because she's going to give birth to a man. Yeah, but at the end of the day, what I think, uh, the way, okay, so I understand why you're saying that she's important because she's giving birth to the, I don't know, the prophet or whatever. But the the way uh, Kyle, the the guy who's coming from the future, talks about her, he also talks Mm. about her being like, not only the mother of this guy, but also the one who taught him how to fight, told him she supposedly she was more than just the woman who gave him birth to she also taught him and make him become the man he was supposed to be and also like he comes back and is like i wanted to meet like the legend that is sarah connor so yeah that's quite cool to be fair what i do like about the movie is they don't treat sarah as a woman like the terminator doesn't care he's not soft on her because she's a woman Mm. he just wants to kill her and kyle yeah. isn't trying to protect her in saying you know you can't like you can't do it without me he's just saying you don't know the situation and I do and I need to help you but they don't ever disregard her as a lower like as a weakling because she ends up saving the day to be fair yeah. so that, I do like that about the film is that I... everyone's equal as much as there's only one woman they treat her like an equal I actually forgot that she <laughs> saves the day at the end in fact when we were first discussing doing this film i said to lee like can we not just skip it she's so shit in this film and he was like she kills the terminator so she does i said the same thing and was like can we just do the second one because the first one is like uh you know <laughs> i do feel like i've judged it a bit harshly in the past possibly because i don't know i think i watched it because i was like oh this mm. is a film that lee likes i think it was my first arnie film as well i was like fine I'll watch it. I think it was only by the second one that I sat up and was like, oh my God, she's really cool. I think like, because in posters, from what I remember, it's all about the Terminator. It's not about her as the superhero. So like, what would have been cool, I mm. suppose, is if they'd made dolls of her. You know, like you said, she was a badass in the second one. But that, that's, that I agree with you, because basically, I was trying to think, who's the main character in this movie? And supposedly it's supposed to be her, because she's the one who's like, being chased she's the one who's like uh, saving the day at the end she's the one who's the most important person in the movie but really like we when when we talk about this movie we talk about the terminator and the guy who saved her mm-hmm. and she came as the one being rescued when really she's not been like she's being helped but she's doing stuff Sarah is the hero really and but everything about the terminator like all the posters and everything it's about Arnold Schwarzenegger it made his career didn't it because I don't know whatever happened to the actress that was Sarah Connor so okay she was in Dante's Peak which is it so guys Dante's Peak is a 90s film with Piers Brosnan at his peak he's very beautiful in it and it's about a town situated by a volcano that explodes it's a bit of a disaster movie love the film it's a really lovely Sunday watch and she's done lots of random tv stuff Lee and I were looking the other day, but she's certainly not obviously as big as um, Arnie. Okay, so yeah, Sarah, she is a lot better in this than I thought, but we weren't talking about that at all. We were talking about the main character. I I guess because it's called The Terminator and everyone loves Arnie. Was he big before The Terminator, Lee? Was that like his first? No, he had done the Mr. Universe competition and he got famous-ish through documentary and he did Conan the Barbarian but Ooh, totally have amazing. you seen the Conan the Barbar oh, okay. the Barbarian? <laughs> Conan the Barbarian yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> okay, if you want to watch a movie that is not feminist, watch this movie. Maybe we should do. Maybe we should do a, an offshoot of this podcast. Not like recommend. Yeah. No, because it's not real feminism. They throw women at him. It's it's a very weird movie. Like it's it's not good for feminists. Pretty sure there is no woman who's really that he doesn't pass uh, pass the best show says for sure. That's not happening. But um, yeah, it's a bad movie. Mm. Okay. okay, I think I've seen pictures of it where it. he's got like blonde hair. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's not a good movie. Okay, go back to Terminator. Sorry. I wonder whether because the men are pulling the plot mm. along and she's kind of just following them. I wonder whether that has something to do with it or whether it is just sexism and people think they're cooler. Maybe maybe this one had to, like know. you guys say, maybe this one just had to be this way for the franchise to work, for the second one to be... Because you have to introduce her. And actually, I think because in the 80s, movies were mm. really short. Maybe if they were longer, there would have been that time when she then, you know, she would have given birth and you would have seen a stronger side to her. I don't know. but I think it is important that she... Like, as much as I, I don't like her as much in the first one, it, it makes sense. Like, I was watching it and thinking, mm. if this were me, how would I react as someone who would... Because I guess it's exactly the same thing. She's just been plucked out of her life and she doesn't know anything about fighting, I'm assuming, or anything like that. So in that sense, like, it is quite realistic. And yeah, she has to go through all of that to then become... Is it in less than 24 hours? Yeah, isn't it? Like, it's quite quick. Oh. Well, maybe not less than 24 hours, because they stay in that motel mm. for a night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That she literally came out of nowhere. I love you. And then she jumped on him. Like, that is the only bit I didn't like about her character, was that she was a bit desperate to find a guy. I just didn't like the way he said, I came across time for you, Sarah. I love you. I always have. And I'm like, that's weird. What? That's not okay. That's fucking weird. Well, well, this is what I was going to ask, and this is probably taking away from the, the aim of the podcast, is does this just keep happening? Like, you know, he's, he's come back. It, he's gone. Hang on. Which way has he gone? He's gone back. In yeah. Time. And and then obviously, because he knows that he's going to impregnate her. No, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't know, does he? No, that's... that's I don't like, think he did know. But I also don't know whether the whether John has son... Does because she says, when she, at the end, when she does okay. the tapes... She's say she's talking about this and she's saying, Should I tell you that the guy you're gonna send is gonna be your dad? So basically it's a weird thing when you're thinking, so if he knows, he must have chosen the like he's kind of choosing his own dad in a way. It's very weird because basically he's sending there to sleep with his mom in the past, but he couldn't say to his dad that you're gonna be my dad later. Just mm. a weird I don't know whether um because I think at one point Kyle says oh in this reality so I don't know whether the the reality that he's come from will remain that way forever but they might change the future of her world which happens in Dragon Ball Z yeah because at the beginning he says it's one of the realities so I wonder whether whatever they can do is they can prevent that from happening yeah I think so and I don't think it stops like what's happening in his world but he also but I don't know I don't know time travel's so weird and everything seems to do it a different way but also 
this series has been rebooted loads and retconned and but i agree with you guys when you're talking about the way she jumped on him when he told her i love her it seems really like they've i, I don't know i mean maybe she's afraid to die i don't know she's like in this emotional state but it seems very quick and uh, i don't know i would be so put off if a guy said that it's because they make reference throughout her about it don't they like at the beginning when that guy stands her up yeah I was okay plenty more fish you know like then she was gonna go to the movies by herself but there's and there's just an air of oh i'm never gonna get pregnant no one wants to be with me like that was her shock not of oh you know i'm going to save the world her initial one reaction was who's how am i gonna have a baby because like no one wants to be with me and so there was just always that little air of desperation but then too i don't know maybe like if a guy came back from the future and was like hey i love you and i've traveled back for you i don't know if we're just being a bit harsh wouldn't we all be a bit like oh my god like that's kind of sweet i'm sorry am i being so anti-feminist right <laughs> no now? um i I mean, you're right, I guess, because I'm picturing it of just a random man. But I, I guess if it was this, like, future man in this scenario and he was good looking and you thought you were going to die, maybe would, be if like, the future is him, then... I don't know. I don't know. This is, this is it. You've all I've got. I did find it weird at the end when... I mean, maybe she was saying this in the tapes just for John benefit, but when she was yeah. like, just know that in the short time we had together there were more love existed okay, or something ridiculous like that like, I mean, that's if she fancied true. him she just wanted to shag him like <laughs> but yeah like it was kind of sense. over the top but it seems that they pushed this like you, you you could see that they were pushing this story in this way anyway and i mean it's the 1990s it's not surprising but yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry <laughs> it's the 80s yeah sorry i remember all the reference <laughs> the hair the music the houses it was like ooh, we went back in time did anyone else find the sex scene really 80s well she just yeah. moved around flailed around a bit i mean the kiss the kiss was the most awkward bit because it was like a weird yeah. angle and then she was like leaning on the fridge just like this is a bit weird but... <laughs> i liked it when they were holding each other's hands and it just kept doing a shot of like yeah, them true. clenching but each other's I, hands. I actually thought it was um it was very different from all the scene that you would see like she was on top and it was it was like it was very different but it was awkward too yeah i mean when you think about all the movies of the same like the same time period like most of the movies like most of the time it's a man who's like initiated things and here it's the opposite so I kind of like this way. I was like, oh, okay, this is good. A little bit fast, but it's good. <laughs> I hadn't thought about yeah. that. About yes, she's stronger than you think. That's a good point. I did um, write down that before, when she thought, well, when she noticed that Kyle was following her and she then like ducks into the bar and tries to lose him and then calls the police. I was like, that's quite smart. I don't know if I would have been smart enough <laughs> to think about whether I'd been like, it's fine, just keep going. And then also she... When Reese has her in the car, sorry, Kyle has her in the car and is trying to explain to her what's going on. And then she tries to escape and he's like grabbing her and she then like bites him to try and get him to let go. I thought that was quite nice. I did not like this scene. I was like, this is no, like, it seems very violent. Like, I did not like this scene. It was quite uncomfortable. I don't know how you'd explain what he had to explain to make people believe It sounds something made up, doesn't it? So... And someone did try and just shoot her, like literally point a laser to her, you know, like you'd be yeah. quite shook up. 
Maybe a bit, yeah. <laughs> just a little it might bit. Be quite bad. <laughs> Not your regular <laughs> Friday <bit>. night. <laughs> no. Just wanted to go have pizza by myself in a restaurant. What's going on? Poor Sarah. So although she's rescued by Kyle quite a bit, there are a couple of scenes where she rescues him. She drives the car in the last car chase scene and actually manages to knock the Terminator off his bike. And then she rescues Kyle from the car. I don't know what he's ended up doing to himself, but he's damaged himself in some way. And then when they get into the factory building, he's like collapsed on the floor and is like, leave me. I can't go on. And she like tells him to move it, soldier on your feet or something like that and drags him and saves him from that. But I mean, then at the end, I did like her passing line when Terminator gets crushed. But she's like, you're terminated, fucker. That was good. I have to say this whole scene was just her because he was out of it. And basically the whole scene in the factory is just her fighting him. And yeah, that was pretty badass. And the end was really like, I like this last scene when you just like, yeah, this is what happened. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot she did oh, that. Oh, you forgot? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how I did either. Just completely, I was like, there's nothing in the first film. Nothing at all. I also like the bit where she's then driving off on her own at the end and it's just her and her unborn child. And she's like, I'm going to teach you all these things. I am going to do this. And then there's that bit where the kid takes a picture of her and it turns out that's the picture that Kyle has that he's been looking at from the future. Well, not really. Creepy, but weird. no, I, I feel like I have to defend but him here. it is sad. <laughs> he's known her from the future so he's gonna you know love her if he was a random stranger and he got her picture like out of nowhere just printed it like yeah weird did he know her lee in the future because in my head i'm like kind of is a random man for her and tells him to memorize it right oh yeah okay but also, can I just ask, this has got nothing to do with the podcast. This is just about the film. Mm. This is hurting my brain. If he's dead, how does he exist in the future? Sorry, <laughs> like, is that really a silly question? He's from the future. He hasn't been born yet. Carl uh, Reese is born oh, in, like, 2000. Right. And he travels oh. back in time. So Carl Reese still exists. You can die in the past. If you went back There's, in time right think, now and died, right, your younger self true. wouldn't die. Right, thank you. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Okay. Sorry, let's go back to the actual podcast. <laughs> okay, so other than her killing the Terminator at the end, the only other thing that I kind of noted was that she's not really wearing any discernible makeup. She's obviously a very pretty woman, mm. but she's not made up loads. And she's wearing normal for the 80s clothes throughout the film, which is also quite nice. Yeah. Because... If anything, actually, she's more modest than her friend. Because, you know, when they go going out she's like in her cardigan and her friend is like in a vest top so i don't know if yeah. they wanted to picture her as the more dowdy sensible girl i don't know whether this is a bit off topic but in dracula mina harker and her friend whose name i can't remember mm. her friend is portrayed as being a bit in air quotes slutty because she considers men's proposals right. whereas mina is considered to be a good girl and her friend is the one who gets killed by Dracula as Mina is seen as worth saving. And this is probably much more thinking than James Cameron has done for this part of the film. Mm-hmm. But I wonder whether, because Ginger, her flatmate, ends up dying and she's obviously shown as like being quite scantily clad. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's having sex with that guy. 
and she then gets killed by the Terminator, whereas Sarah is worth saving. There was this whole thing, and I said it to my sister, and she's like, you're looking too deeply into it. But I was like, well, it's almost like because she's virginal, and then there's these white men coming down, landing on the ground naked. Mm. Like, but she's like, you're looking way too much into it. And I was like, is there meant to be some, like, I don't know. Oh my God, yeah, like, like angels reference there, but. Uh, my sister was like, you're looking for things because you're <gasps> you're watching it for a podcast. Oh my gosh, she's Mary, the mother of Jesus. This whole thing is about the Bible. <laughs> no, but I think you're right. I think the fact, because they show when they arrive, there is like an actual, like they show exactly how they arrive, like in a fetal position mm-hmm. and uh, they're naked and they arrive like they, yeah, I think you, mm-hmm. I, I think you want to something. And the fact that the girlfriend, Ginger, is very different, like the hair is different, the makeup, the way she dressed, the way she acts around men, and the way she's much more like the extrovert, who's like more outgoing. And even the guy that she's dating is like this guy who's like talking like dirty Mm -hmm. on, on the phone and that she doesn't seem to care really. It's not like, it doesn't seem to be like a boyfriend. It just seems to be like a, like a, sex friend and the fact that yeah she died like so quickly and it's not really important really and on the other hand you have her who went to the cinema by herself who went to have dinner by herself like who's like oh she doesn't have a date so she's just gonna do stuff by herself rather than saying like she could have said oh i'm gonna like go clubbing or mm-hmm. whatever but she didn't do that and um she seems very like the good girl rather than the other one being like the study girl you know her, that guy that her friend has, or like the boyfriend. I don't know. I don't know if I again. I'm reading too much into this, but mm. he's a bit overly friendly with her, with Sarah. Like you know, on the phone when he carried on talking, and then also when he saw her, he gave her a kiss. But I thought that was a little mm. bit like that's weird. Not Kyle, but that was more like overly friendly. And then, but the only thing is with Kyle in in agreement with you is. You know when she's sleeping, he strokes her face. I'm like, don't, you don't don't know her. Why are you doing that? But you <laughs> really because when they sleep in the cave, or I don't know, I don't, the brain, I don't know where they are, but they're somewhere in a cave, and, uh, and that's oh, what that's true. in the underpass. <laughs> but at this point, you just realize he's in love with her. Yeah. Like he has this woman that he's been Ooh. in love with that he has he hasn't slept with anybody else because. Mm. basically was waiting for her in some way this is also weird like he was waiting for her knowing that for him she was dead i don't know <laughs> now we're just making it weird we're ruining <laughs> the film for, like, for anyone listening <laughs> oh i mean it's nice that as romances go this is a bit more out of the box mm. i guess although it's still like boy meets girl they fall in love yeah instantly. and there's a purpose to it at least he's a future man There is a purpose. They need to make the baby messiah to save the world. <laughs> um, okay. Does anyone else have anything to say about Sarah? No. No, I think I'm good. I don't know if there's much to say about Ginger or Nancy, the other named women in this film. No? Cool. Well, other than actually, the point we're making about Ginger and her makeup, Nancy's very similar, like lots mm. of makeup, a little bit more attitude, you know, like, so I think that they definitely wanted to portray Sarah as the wholesome, kind person because the other mm. two women in there are very similar in character. They're just there, mostly. 
Shall we talk about Traxler, the lieutenant, who is also a black man? And also, I noticed that um, a black man is the first person you see in this film. Yeah, I noted that, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, they are in this film. Because <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was like, mm, I don't know. And then there's another thing I noticed, and maybe, again, I'm reading too much into it, but you know the homeless people? Mm. There were black and white people that were homeless, which I thought was quite good, because sometimes they're only black or Hispanic, so... Mm-hmm. just thought that was a good point I hadn't noticed that I did notice that there were other black policemen in the background in the police station and also when Kyle appears and the police chase after him the guy is actually chasing after him is black mm-hmm. as well so I was pleasantly surprised to see that they're featuring in the background of the film and they're not just showing it as being like a whitewashed world which is nice um, and actually we should maybe briefly mentioned that there is also a female newsreader and you do see at least one woman fighting the future. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who ends up then getting killed. But you, so that was quite cool. And I think Kyle also mentions when Sarah weirdly says, what are women yeah. like where you're from? And he's like, oh, they're really good fighters. And then she's like, no, I meant, do you have a, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> Which is weird. Um, but cool that he's like, oh yeah, they're really great fighters. Yeah. So that's nice. Anyway, Traxler. I don't know about you guys. Traxler just seemed like a normal man. Yeah. But I did like two things. One, he's, I, I'm, I think he says he's lieutenant a few times and therefore is like the boss of a lot of the other policemen there, which are police officers. Shit. I've just <laughs> gendered all those police people. <laughs> God damn it. Terrible feminists. There were police ladies too. And he also told his white partner who's with him all the time to shut up quite a lot. Or just silenced him by giving him a bag to hold. Yeah, he was was definitely the lead lead police person. Yeah. And then he also got a funny line where he turns to the white police officer and says, how do I look? And he says, like shit boss. And he just says, yo mama, (laughs) and walks out. I was like, that's fun. That's nice that he gets to be shown as like having a sense of humour. That was it. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot about him. Like, there's not, he's a good policeman. He's a good cop. Yeah. He's trying to look for her. And he's the one that's like making sure that can they track her down? And so. He's actually like have the behaviour he had with her. It's not patronising, but it's just like he's, he's, he cares about her. Mm. And he said, we're going to try to find out like, is is actually trying to um, be here for her and say you shouldn't like you shouldn't go home you should sleep here we're gonna figure it out stay there but not in um like you're stupid and you should like you don't know anything like like you were saying like in this movie she's not being talked like she's like a stupid woman mm-hmm. we should we shouldn't know anything. We, um, so it's actually good. I like this character. But the thing is, we don't know anything about him, really. He's just like here yeah. and then leaves. Does he die? Yeah. Um, I also I quite liked that when, when they're interviewing Kyle and they're kind of, I think, I, I didn't learn the name of the white cop. In my head, I was like, he's just the white cop. He's kind of joking around about how like crazy Kyle sounds and Traxa just tells him like to shut mm. up, basically. So we also seem to take, not necessarily like believe what Kyle was saying, but he didn't get involved in kind of the joking and teasing about how Kyle's crazy, which I thought was also nice because if Kyle was making all of that up and was genuinely mentally ill, that's a big problem for Kyle because that's a huge story to have created and to believe in your head. And Unless he's just joking around and taking them for a ride. Yeah, no, I did. But 
it was quite I nice about that mental health issue because but the psychiatrist didn't take it so he didn't handle it very well yeah what did he say because like, so, i think sarah says oh is he crazy yeah. and he's like oh yeah in my professional opinion he's loopy or something like that so he was making thought. fun saying like oh i'm gonna have a field day because i'm gonna have like it's gonna make my career almost like this is gonna be amazing and you're just like but this is a mental health patient i mean if you do believe this you should not say that but okay yeah you should be really concerned about this man who <laughs> who thinks that he's travelled back from the future. That's a big problem. <laughs> Not just like, lol. And also like the way they were asking questions and it seemed like they were just asking him more things because they were like, oh, look how funny this is. What else does he believe? Yeah, poor Kyle. <laughs> See, he's not all that bad. <laughs> uh, okay, well, so what we've learned from this podcast is that Amon wants a man from the future to come back and <laughs> tell her that he loves her. <laughs> Can I just say, if a man comes to you and say that to you please run <laughs> <laughs> well okay i won't oh well i will unless a terminator is literally behind me shooting me. <laughs> oh my god i hope there aren't any creepy men listening to this but like <gasps> i know how i'm gonna <laughs> <Amen. laughs> to save you from the future something that lee told me when we were watching the film yesterday was that um there was a deleted scene where Traxler actually um, helped Sarah and Kyle escape the police office before he dies. So I think it's a shame that they cut that out of the film because that would have been a nice moment for him that he's rescuing people. Does it mean they believe them? Because at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but this is a horror story to believe. Like even, I mean, I, I get that, but th this is a man who tells you that he come back from the future there is a guy killing pretty much everyone. And I mean, it's still hard to believe. It is. But I wonder if after hearing it, he might he might not believe the story, but he might believe there's mm. clearly a man who wants to kill yeah. these people. Like, okay. Let's get him out of ultimately, ultimately, he's just thinking there's someone out there who wants to kill all Sarah Connors. Here's the man. Get rid of her. Rather, regardless of whether he believes. Oh, and he's uh, ready to kill anyone between him and Sarah Connor. Yeah, but... That whole, like, that deleted scene, it just, he's just, it goes to his character, he's a nice guy, which is really good, because sometimes when they portray black cops in American movies, they're always, like, either, like, I don't know, like, dealing drugs on the side, or they're quite horrible, they don't tend to be nice personality sometimes, or they're in the background, so it is quite mm. positive. Yeah, it's nice that he was, he was given, yeah, that that positive representation was there. It would be nice if there were more. <laughs> James Cameron. At the end of the James. day, I mean, I understand that there's not a lot of women, not a lot of person of color, but to be fair, this movie doesn't have a lot of character. Mm. When you think about it, there's like four yeah. characters, like three characters really who are important in this movie. Of everybody else, he's just like a like somebody who's like in the background who's gonna die eventually because apparently people die in this movie every five seconds. But um, but yeah, I think. <laughs> It's just that there's not a lot of character in this movie. But at least the ones that they have are done yeah. well. Yeah. Apart from Creepy Kyle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the Terminator is not really a character either. Like, he doesn't say anything. Could anyone have anything else to add? Or shall we rate the film? I don't think I have anything else to add. I have more talk for the second one, but we can do for the next time. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> The second one, I think, is going to be... Yeah, there's going to be a lot more to talk about, I think. So, 
let's take a look at rating the film out of five for their female representation. My inclination is to give it a one because Sarah is good in it. I don't know if just having one female character who's pretty cool is okay. Yeah, so what's the rating? Know. How does it work? The film gets rated out of 10 uh, and we split that into the female side and the intersectional side. So we rate it out of five for the representation of women and then out of five for representation okay. of characters who aren't white. So I personally don't think one is fair because like Corinne okay. said, there's only like three people in the movie and one of them is a woman and she <laughs> has quite a significant role. I think that we should give that credit okay so i think well maybe i'm now being too generous i was thinking two or a three i think a three is too high <laughs> Corinne, but maybe a two <laughs> so i agree with the i agree with the man i think a two is two two is good because as i said like there's not that many characters anyway and she plays like the i mean without her there was no movie so at the end of the day mm. yeah exactly. or no future <laughs> exactly <laughs> So I would give it two. Okay, that's fair. I keep forgetting that there are only yeah. three main characters, and really. Also because so, I yeah. think the next one I'm gonna give them like maybe one half a point or something. I don't know. Yeah, for the intersectional side, I was thinking maybe a zero. Because I mean, there's just I'm, like maybe I don't know what's wrong with me today. Maybe I'm being generous. But I think at least a one, because <laughs> they do have a black cop that's pretty good. Like he's a good rounded character no i agree he, ha he actually have lines and he talks during the movie and he do stuff and he help the people i'll give them a one that's why i'm being more generous on the two for the woman <laughs> yeah and i guess he's in a position of authority i was laughing just because because just remembering you being like no kyle's fine we like yes, kyle <laughs> just good mood almond you're being so mean no, I mean, to be fair, that does still mean it only gets a 3 out of 10 overall. So it's still, still not done great. But Terminator 2 will score more highly, at least in the female side. I don't, I don't so. know about the intersection. But it's side. just, it's not the worst feminist movie I've seen. No. Oh, no. No, because I don't think it's a, like, I think some movies are just offensive to women. Mm. And this one wasn't. Yeah. So there is no, like, sexist comments, really. There is no like, there's no racist jokes in it. I mean, all this is not in it. So that's why I'm, I, I can be more generous in a way. But I think if I have like j racist jokes or like sexist jokes, it will be like a negative, really. So that's the thing. I suspect Love Actually might get negative points when we write Oh, that. Love Actually. <laughs> I have a feeling. Yeah. We'll uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Just, oh my God, Corinne's going to be there like, I'm 10 out of 10. I'm desperate. <laughs> That's a nice little preview spoiler for our listeners because that will be the next film that we're doing. Love actually. Very exciting. Oh, no, the only thing is I have to watch <laughs> it again because I haven't watched the movie in years. Oh, how awful you've because got to watch Love Actually again. Like it, more. it is a Christmas oh, viewing. No. It's a mandatory Christmas viewing. It is. And that's an awful film in so many ways, but to be done. But I'm going to love talking about it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Terminator gets a 3 out of 10. That is not good. But, as we were just saying, still a good film to see and still mm. not an offensive film. So that's fine. I think sometimes with the ratings, even though they're quite low, that doesn't necessarily mean it's 
not a good film or not an offensive film. I don't know if those words made sense. Were they in the right order? (laughs) Thank you very much to my lovely co-host today for joining in. And if you want to get involved with the chats, then you can find us at Real Feminism, real spelled R-E-E-L on Instagram and Facebook. And you can let us know whether or not you think the Terminator is better than Terminator 2. And if you want to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast, then that would be really cool because then more people can find us. We will be back in your ears in two weeks time where we'll be discussing the very controversial, in my opinion, Love Actually. And it'll be the first of our little Christmas review films. So that'll be nice. But until then, bye. Bye.